0: stars are right and that means it's time for another episode of the whisper in darkness i'm your host the man from lang thank you very much for joining me today on this episode we are kicking off our reviews of the player cards in the path to carcosa investigator expansion this is part one of our look at the guardian cards in the box in this episode we are going to discuss 32 Colt, trench knife true grit and i'll see you in hell there are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of Taboos or simply bad for the big game get a Curse token. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our reviews of the player cards in the Arkham Horror LCG. We have the whole gang together to uh, begin to tackle the Path to Carcosa, the third cycle that was uh, released uh, way back when, and then since uh, re-released in the uh, Investigator expansion and Campaign expansion. Uh, How are you guys doing? Welcome back, Nate.
1: Yeah, Nate, how's it going? How was... What, what did you? Know? You were in Nakatas last time I heard. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I eventually found my way out through some oh, nice experimentation.
0: Yeah. So we are uh, we're all together. We are going to review the player cards in uh, Carcosa, and then uh, we'll move on to uh, the Forgotten Age and probably Circle Undone, which is uh, the latest uh, repackaging that they uh, they just released. Not a whole lot of information on uh, the next set, Uh, it's been pretty quiet from FFG on that front uh, but uh, we're gonna keep on creating content and uh, we have a a couple other irons in the fire. The first card we're gonna talk about is the 32 Colt. It is a 3 cost asset with a combat skill icon, item, weapon and firearm trait uses six ammo as an action spend one ammo fight you deal plus one damage for this attack and it takes up a hand slot thoughts about the 32 colt
2: i've always quite like this card yeah Yeah. you get two ammo per resource that's a really good rate
1: oh yeah compare that to like four for four from the base 45 automatic
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: they're just actually pretty good yeah, it's a lot of it is a lot of ammo, and that's like the thing that's got going for it. The only downside is that you don't get an attack boost, but mm. it, it seems it seems appropriate for Mark Harrigan, who's in mm-hmm. the box, right? Like mm-hmm. he can make a good use of this, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It also takes up one hand slot too, right. so it's a really nice side weapon. Mm-hmm. Like Mark can use this very effectively to kill like three combat enemies without needing to commit anything else. Oh, and that's true. You you have something like b cop on the table then you're at six and then you're Mm -hmm. basically killing every small enemy in the game at that point yeah that's true you could use your other hand slot for something like the 45
1: or machete in case you know for when you're on one something
2: yeah you probably want something with a bigger combat boost so like something Uh like the 45 that pushes you up to like an eight
1: Oh, I see what you
2: mean. It's like at that point, like you get pretty diminishing returns on how much of a boost you're gonna get in most difficulties. So. Oh yeah. Like yeah, at a certain point, it becomes really more about good more damage. Personally. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's very underrated the thirty-five, the thirty-two Colt, but I think like if you're playing a five combat investigator, I think it really shines.
2: Yeah, so. I I totally agree with that sentiment. I mean, okay, cool. if you have bandolier, especially, then you just kind of tuck this in your back pocket.
1: You kill, you like shoot
2: off all the small enemies with this and have Uh your bigger weapon to kill off the big baddie. Yeah, she noted
0: is the uh, the cheapest guardian uh, firearm out there to three resources, and uh, it does have a level two upgrade in the uh, return to the path to Carcosa box that uh, is even cheaper. I believe it's two resources and uh, it gives you the ability to bounce the Colt back to your hand and uh, replay it so you can uh, fire off six ammo, bounce the Colt back to your hand, and then uh, replay it so okay. you can uh, getting a, a ton of ammo that way. So uh, that's a pretty nice uh, upgrade for two. I have played this in uh, Mark Harrigan primarily because he does have five combat. Since Mark, I believe Mark was the first investigator we had with five, Mm -hmm. and since Mm -hmm. then we have, I believe, there's Tony Morgan now. There's Daniela. uh, There might be one or one or two others. There's not a lot of investigators who have five that. uh, Oh, Nathaniel Cho. Nathaniel is the the other other one, one. but. He's not really... He's, he's sort of doing his own thing with his deck, so... But, uh, yeah, a very, very solid weapon that is very generous when it comes to ammo. Of course, it has the uh, plus one damage, which is uh, very important. The only downside is the lack of a combat boost. So if you are playing an Investigator with five combat, you may need to uh, pack some skills to... Uh, to push this thing over the top if you are fighting anything really, really dangerous. But uh, if you're building a guardian deck without any combat skill icons in your deck, I don't know really what you're doing. So yeah, overall, how would you guys rate this one?
2: I give this a solid plus one. This is a really good card in general, I think. I don't even know if necessarily you need to have five combat to play this card, but you definitely need some other additional boost to your combat mm-hmm. if you want to reliably use it but I mean generally you're looking for extra damage in your weapons and this provides a lot of extra damage.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true and it's um and it helps over the long haul cuz six, 6 ammo is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think I'll go plus 1 a lot. I know the um that this one's kind of I think it came out in a time when it came out originally in a time when the like p- pattern of play was to use your machete for everything but it doesn't work for everything and when it doesn't i think the cult is kind of where it's at yeah if you're already loading up on you know combat boost anyway then this is pretty good mm-hmm. yeah i like this card yeah i need to play this more i think
2: i think especially in mark because he has sophie it's oh like...
1: yeah so you just boost whenever you want yeah that's right true.
2: it's like you have sophie and then a beat cop and then what do you need it for honestly like you're at oh eight. yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and also as time goes on like in the fuller card pool um we've had more and more um way like assets that increase your combat permanently that's that's Mm -hmm. like when this first came out like you had beat cop but that was about it and beat cops kind of expensive but as time has gone on we've had more ways to get your combat higher Mm -hmm. you know and so then what and if you have other ways to get your combat higher then this gets better and better i'm thinking like william yorick for example if you're playing like jessica hyde Mm -hmm. so like You get to play Jessica Hyde and now it's another option besides just be cops to actually be able to fire Mm -hmm. this thing yeah is what i'm getting at so i think this thing gets better its stock goes up as time goes on and you have more ways to overcome the lack of a combat boost
0: yeah i think at the time when i when this was first released i tended to primarily play it only with mark but uh i think you could probably get away with playing it in probably 4 combat. I don't think I'd go any lower than that, though. 3 is, uh, I think 3 would be a stretch. Unless, of course, you're playing a lot of skills and and combat boosters, but uh, Mm -hmm. I will also give this one a plus 1, because uh, 6 ammo and plus 1 damage, can't really uh, go wrong with that, and the price is right, so A very solid uh, weapon for uh, Guardians in the Path to Carcosa. Unfortunately, the next card in the box is uh, not a solid weapon for Guardians, unfortunately. This is Trench Knife. One cost asset, item weapon, and melee trait. Engage actions you perform do not provoke attacks of opportunity. As an action you may fight, you get plus X combat for this attack. X is the number of enemies engaged with you and uh trench knife takes up a hand slot. It seemed uh in the first couple sets that were released guardians always got some kind of wacky weapon. Yeah, it's true. That uh that tried to fill a niche Uh, We had Blackjack back in uh, the Dunwich Legacy, and then uh, they followed that up with the uh, very underwhelming Trench Knife. I guess on the plus side, it is dirt cheap. It prevents AOOs while you're engaging enemies, which I don't know how often that happens. Certainly not as a solo player. I don't uh, don't really need that. The biggest problem, I guess, is I mean, now you've engaged all these enemies and you have this really crappy weapon to try to kill them yeah, all, true. which just yeah. seems self-defeating. What do you guys think about this one?
2: I think this isn't actually a weapon. What I, what I oh, think it is? I see. Yeah. Is, is, is it's a passive ability that just happens to take up a hand slot and also happens to have a fight action on it.
1: <laughs> oh, I get you. That makes think, a lot of sense actually. Uh,
2: I'll yeah. tell you guys a little bit of a story here. So I played a campaign of Carcosa with a buddy of mine, and I played Ashcan Pete, and he played Zoe, and he put Bandelier in this card in his deck, and he would just use this card to allow him to just grab all the enemies all the time. So he, oh, he just, Zoe. Oh, he, he, gets gets it. The,
1: he gets rewarded for it. That's he true. gets money, yeah. So...
2: Yeah. It made sense in that particular build, and I could see it also in Mark given the context of if you just have, like, these three sets, like the core, yeah. Dunwich, and then this,
0: yeah. where
2: you want to be able to control the damage that you take with Mark because you want to use Mark's damage for Sophie or something like that. Uh-huh. You don't want to just take damage willy-nilly. So having Trench Knife is just there to allow you to engage enemies and use your health more effectively can be helpful but aside from that it's really bad so i think with threat knife and i noticed bandolier does the same thing they both seem
1: to fill the niche of overcoming the problem of attacking enemies engaged with other investigators being like a really scary proposition i think that's what they both try to do I see. I do see what you mean, Nate, about engaging act- Engage actions you perform not provoking, like that's the, that's a very niche circumstance because what you would normally do is just shoot the thing, engage with you, and then shoot the thing, engage with your buddy, no problem. Yeah, but if you're afraid about hitting your friend, then this starts to matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they're going here with this thing. Engage actions you perform to not provoke attacks for opportunity. Yeah, I could I could do I could see a low XP build if you were doing like machete and trench knife because machete you have to be engaged with the things in order to get bonus damage it's mm-hmm. so like I can understand that yeah but you're right like at one cost this does feel like it's a passive effect on a hand slot yeah you're right cause it's so cheap
2: yeah and and the fight ability just gets worse the more enemies you kill so it's like it's not really, really worth the bonus I mean unless yeah. you literally have nothing else but
1: yeah, I mean, I guess if he needs you need to do one damage, I guess it's fine.
2: Yeah. yeah, like if you have a gun in one hand and you have this, and you just kind of poke at the enemy with this, and then yeah. you shoot it and kill it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's probably fine.
0: The yeah, one thing I noticed, uh, looking through, looking back, I guess, at the uh, the path to Carcosa cards, is that uh, a lot of them seem to be focused on like a two-player game. Mm-hmm. Oh. where they're trying to provide some sort of action compression in those lower player counts. Mm-hmm. Oh. Whereas I think in higher player counts, like you said, Metastrophic, because you've got 12 actions versus 6, solving the problem is a lot easier. Yeah. And so you don't need a lot of these cards that provide this sort of minor action compression effect, where it's just like, If you're in two player, yeah, you're afraid of shooting your friend in the face with the gun. So you take that and engage action. I think if you're playing in higher player counts, people are just like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot you and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Or somebody else will do something. Like the problem will be solved. We don't need this thing to do the, to engage things off of you or stuff like that. And I think this is one of those cards where it feels like, uh, I think there was, uh, I think, was it Heroic Sacrifice or Heroic what's it Rescue? Called? Rescue and cars like Ambush and stuff like that sort of fall into this category too, where it, it feels like they're trying to sort of smooth out the two player game, but at higher player counts, it's just like, why bother Whatever. with this? You know, it's just, we oh, yeah. have other ways to solve these problems that mm-hmm. don't yeah. involve taking engage actions, but. I see what you Yeah, mean. I've, it's I've never if... played this card and uh, probably never will. So,
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. It's It almost seems like this is designed for the party of Mark and Daisy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're going to have Mark do all of the fighting and Daisy do all of the investigating and nothing in between.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I can definitely uh, – I, I see where you're coming from here. Where if you have like three or four players, like you can like strategize, you know. <laughs> As yeah, as opposed to like taking the encounter deck and just taking the encounter deck as given and just square pegging the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you when you can strategize, you don't need to be taking lots of engage actions. Yeah, just, or
2: like even in three player, the third player can engage and evade, and then it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> really. And and not to mention all the all the technology that's come out since then that mm-hmm. really helps with you just act. You just don't even need to take the engage action at all. Or know, something all else
2: also gives you the engage action.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's something that's definitely changed in um you know like the latter half of the card pool is you get a lot of ways to like it's almost as if engage becomes like the afterthought for you to just use any a card to deal with Mm -hmm. yeah okay i suppose to this where it's like engage is the one thing it deal it does Mm -hmm. okay
0: yeah just to to elaborate a little bit it's like you said it is it does seem like it's like sort of the mark and daisy card where Mm-hmm. Say during Mythos, Mark has already drawn an enemy and Daisy draws an enemy and he's like, oh, well,
2: now I have, <laughs> I have to take, take this. this off of you. I have,
0: I have to. to get that enemy off of you. Whereas in a higher yeah. player count, it'd be like you've got three other like two other players who can Work
1: help together. solve that yeah.
0: problem. And so it's, you know, yeah. taking Mark isn't in that position where he's like, oh, I have to engage this thing off you mm-hmm. and I don't want to get attacked. Yeah. So it almost
1: seems it seems like one of those cards where the it's almost as if the designers it's like it's one of those cards that assumes that Daisy is completely ineffective at anything but investigating. Mm-hmm. If that makes yes, you know, it does that make sense? Yeah, where it's like Daisy has an evade score, you know, you know, you can commit icons to it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's it almost seems like the silent assumption that oh, and by the way, Mark can't evade anything either. That's why he has to like engage everything and be engaged mm-hmm. with multiple things and stuff. Yeah. Seems like one of those where it's like you're you might as well be zero zero five zero and Daisy might as well be zero
2: five zero zero. Well, there is also some benefit to engaging large amounts of enemies as well because, like, it is kind of the idea with this card is that you're supposed to engage all the enemies so you get a bigger bonus, and then there's also some other cards like I'll See You in Hell that you want to engage all the enemies to get the key so you blow them up.
1: Oh, yeah, it's so when you dynamite, dynamite blast you, uh. You get all the AOs and then you go out in a real blaze of glory. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. It's really about Dynamite Blast.
0: Yeah, right? it, it's interesting that the this yeah. card sort of assumes that Daisy is, or you know, the, the investigator you're engaging all the enemies off of is helpless when even in yeah. the Path to Carcosa card pool, like Daisy gets a card like Archaic Lifts Prophecy Foretold, which lets her investigate oh, yeah. and in, evade an and enemy evade. with one action. So yeah. you don't need to worry about engaging enemies offer she already has a way around that so
2: yeah but sometimes you just don't have that like you you just don't draw it you don't see it yeah and in those cases it's like yeah okay like or daisy's about to die like daisy can't afford to retaliate or something like that mm-hmm. so it's like okay i'll just i'll get it off of you so you return
1: yeah, it almost, like, um, it gets to a larger thing, and it is a bit early to be talking about Seekers, but it's almost as if in the early set Seekers suffer from the same syndrome that Wizards and D&D did, where they were both incredibly fragile, you know, if things go badly, but they're also, like, incredibly powerful because of all the patches they get to overcome their weaknesses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If that makes sense, or it's like, it does, yeah. okay, or it gets to a point where you can might as well just make the whole strategy be around protecting the Seeker, mm-hmm. and then... You'll probably win, but then the, then again, the seeker can also perfectly capable of protecting themselves. You know, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it that way. Yeah, it's just. I think it's like a syndrome you can get into. You know, as uh, when you're building anything involving a party.
0: So how would you guys rate this one?
2: I think I'm willing to give it an elder thing simply because it actually has some use case, but I yeah. mean, it's not great. Nah, personally, I would I would run heroic rescue over this for like the one time
1: that, that you um, actually like, you know yeah, what that's I mean? It's
2: funny. I would I would much rather run this than heroic rescue.
1: Okay, fair, fair, fair. You know, we can both stay on the we can both we can both have we can have different opinions and be friends. That's the message we want to give out today, everybody. We can have different opinions and still be friends. So, you and uh, your what is, your, what is your
0: rating, Matt Estrada? Oh, Is tentacle, your rating the same that. as mine? <laughs>
1: Oh, we good? oh, you know, I was—I said that whole thing about both being friends, but you know, whichever side that that Manfred comes on, then we're the correct tribe, and then you have to be the outcast, Nate.
0: That's well, I'm—I'm I'm definitely giving this an auto fail. I, like oh, I said, look I've at never that. Now played it, even though I don't play multiplayer all that often. Yeah. would never, never bother with this card. Even if I was uh, playing in a limited environment, like if I was playing like a random deck or something like that, this thing is just not, not very good. At what it does. Oh man. The now next card we're going to talk about is True Grit. It is a three-cost asset with a Willpower skill icon talent trait. True Grit may be assigned damage dealt to other investigators at your location. It has three health and uh, zero sanity. So this is uh, leans into the theme that guardians may be assigned damage dealt to other investigators. It's noteworthy that it does not require a slot, which was uh, the case for Bulletproof Vest. This does cost slightly more than Bulletproof Vest and doesn't have as much soak as that card, but it doesn't cost three XP either which is a a pretty big deal. Uh, The only downside I could sort of see on this one was that it is a little bit pricier than some of the other options out there. What do you guys think about this one?
2: I think my only real issue with this card is that it sort of feels like it competes with your allies in terms of what resources you have to spend on the board. It's like if you need soak, you generally go for an ally and it's like, yeah. yes, it does, like, help you soak damage on other investigators, but you just engage things generally, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. Or you you have some amount of healing, maybe, like a kit, but other than that, I don't think you really need soaking for other investigators, or those investigators play their own allies, and then you're usually fine. So, this is a oh, tough one, because yeah. it's, like, not bad, per se, but... You just I feel like Guardians don't really have the extra resources to spend on stuff like this.
1: Yeah, I totally see what you mean. Um so it has an effect that's pretty unique in that it can soak damage for other investigators, which is nice like when the you know the shit hits the fan you really need it. Um I think in the card pool at this point, like the card pool at this point when you're talking about Core Dunwich, um Core Dunwich Carcosa, I think this thing's not bad because I think it really it kind of shines when you want you're the guardian you want to keep your ally on the table Mm. like you're really relying on that beat cop but if you don't but if you're using your allies as like actually really good soak then this thing isn't really necessary you might as well put in another ally as part of your revolving door man you got me stuck in the the mark daisy you know the mark daisy uh paradigm
2: I mean, it's like, this is yeah. the box to talk about it, because Mark does come in the box, and... Yeah, it's true. You know, a lot of the cards yeah. are very much geared towards that playstyle of Protect last yeah. Glass Cannon.
1: Yeah, at the same time, though, this is also when Daisy was able to start taking Charisma and Soak. You know, like, Daisy was able to take Charisma and take, um, like, art students and um, research librarians. So mm-hmm. Daisy had good Soak already, it's but, another one of those know. things where like Daisy can protect herself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but Daisy might want to take Milan and then you really Oh yeah, go. and
1: have like one ally. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's the charisma thing. She could go down the academic ar- army route at this point in the card Yeah, route. and
2: you know, Mark does have the ability to draw cards when you take damage on this thing. So it's it's not oh, bad nice. Mark per se. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because you that's an extra um opportunity to take damage during the mythos phase. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you just took two from that uh you, did you just take two damage from that Grasping Hands? Can can, can I have one of those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
2: that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Take damage. Oh, so, you know, damage, in yeah. Mark, I can, it's pretty useful. Because mm-hmm. you, can, you can make benefit in some other way with his ability or with you know, using Sophie more. Because a piece of soak that you can use for other things. So, it's not bad okay. in the box. But I definitely feel like this is one of those cards that if we were talking about over the course of the length of the game, this one probably falls a bit to the wayside, but it's not bad.
1: Yeah, I think it might still have its place if in the pre charisma days. Like if you're gonna play a deck that has a bunch of soak but you haven't you can't afford charisma yet, then this this isn't bad because you can play your primary ally, you know, whether it's B Cop or later on Greta, and mm-hmm. you have this as soak as well because you want to keep Greta on the table. And this is all before you can afford charisma. Mm-hmm. So I think it still has its place at zero XP
0: yeah i played this in uh, a mark deck when it was uh, first released i had one copy and it felt like i didn't play it every game because of the cost and the action it takes to play it but sometimes it was very nice to have to be able to smooth out uh, the way mark deals with damage and you sort of you don't want to get too you want to take damage, but you don't want to take too much because otherwise then Sophie flips on you and then things get harder. So having a copy of this was uh, was nice, and it is level zero for and it gives you three soak, which is at this stage of the game. Oh yeah, not there yet. aren't other yeah. cards that really do that, mm-hmm. and. I think there are more like as the card pool expands. There's we've received a lot more cards that could go into the uh, the body slot, but I don't know. It's still I I think this one has its has its place. If you I don't know whether you play it outside of Mark necessarily, but it is nice to sort of have a a level zero option that uh, that provides. Significant. so
1: anybody who needs a bit of extra health soak but doesn't have charisma yet like that could consider this card Mm -hmm. like i actually thinking back in memory lane down memory lane um back in the old days of the card pool when we had to like drive uphill both ways to buy mythos packs mythos packs kids i actually ran this in lola hayes because it was slotless and did a thing Mm -hmm. you know and kept me alive
0: yeah how would you guys rate this one
2: I give this a zero, it's, I think like Matt said earlier, it's one of those cards that you put in early on and then eventually you'll upgrade out of it. But like, you never feel bad about having it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, For what it does, I think it's worth a zero. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this Um, one gets a zero from me as well. It's, I don't think I could rate it any less than that simply because it does, you know, it does what it says on the card. You know, if you're playing a game and it's not like this is the first asset you're gonna play, but if you've got it, you know, you draw it say late game, then you can actually make a choice and say, okay, well, sure, I I think I need it, or no, I'm gonna take the risk and and go without it. And it has a willpower skill icon, which which is good too. So,
1: yeah, it's not bad. I think considering um, what guardians have access to at this point in the card pool. Um, I think it's actually like pretty decent, like compared to like Guard Dog. You know, Guard Dog has three health and uh, it takes a slot. Yeah, and then you have this as an alternative.
0: The next card we're going to talk about is the first event. This is I'll see you in hell. It is a free event with two combat skill icons, the spirit trait. Each non-elite enemy engaged with you is defeated. You are defeated and suffer one physical trauma. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. So we got a couple of these cards in the uh, the early set. There's a Seeker one that uh, does something similar for uh, for clues. I like the two combat skill icons on this one because there are very few level zero cards even to this day that have two combat skill icons. So if you are playing with a very limited card pool, I might actually consider it for those, co- for those uh, combat skill icons. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think I've ever played this for its actual ability, and I don't think uh, I ever will, although I can see why you would. Possibly. Ooh, why would you? I I would consider it only if I was playing a guardian and I didn't want, if, if I had the, if I was f- put in a bad situation where I have to choose between physical or mental, I think most Uh-oh. guardians would prefer physical. So if you're going to go down, sure, I'll take the physical. Mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest problem with this card is that, sure, you're given that choice, but in order to pull it off, you actually have to, and get some sort of benefit, you need a way of engaging all of those enemies. So you're playing this card and then some other card to combo with it, and you're playing to lose, which I don't think anybody really likes to do. Like, you're preparing for the worst case scenario in the game, Mm -hmm. and I just don't think that worst case comes up enough to. To create this elaborate combo that, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have these enemies on the table. I'm going to taunt them all and then yeah. play I'll See You in Hell and wipe them all out. Like, that just doesn't. Now, we did receive Calvin in later sets who, you know, the physical trauma is. He's
1: special, though. He's, he's special. He's though, special. And, and yeah. I don't even
0: think this sees play in, in Calvin decks, to be honest. so
1: Yeah, because you end, you end your game. Like, why would you do that? Oh, I got to go home, everybody. See you in hell.
0: what do you guys think about this one
2: i will say all the things you said are absolutely true most Mm -hmm. of the time this card is just a worst overpower but like you said also there aren't a lot of overpowers in the card pool as of this point so this is three and four and that's not bad true true so it's like between those and unexpected courage. Now all of a sudden you've got a good amount of combat skill icons. If that's the route you want to go, mm-hmm. and I have had me, I have had this card win me a game. Oh. So right, I mean, story time, story okay. time. So <laughs> in the same campaign where we were playing the the ashcan Zoe thing, and Zoe was doing stuff with the trench knife so it is there is you know there's a plan there right where you trench Uh knife things onto you and then you Mm -hmm. and we were trying to escape from the asylum and zoe was going to die anyway but i had a chance to get out of the choke point in the basement yes right and kaboom Kaboom. And Zoe made her peace as she yeah. flicked open that lighter, and kaboom. And I managed to beat the scenario, and then we we got to scenario five. So, nice. I mean, nice. that moment lives on forever in my memory. The card yes. facilitates that, and that's really cool. But this card is not really that great, like, yeah. mechanically. It, it's, it's really cool, though, so I'm glad it exists.
1: So, you know what this reminds me of and there's like a few cards like this that are like so specific that they're like high stakes luck rolls in uh in um call of cthulhu where it's like the one time you would never equip for it you would never buy equip it you would never like tweak your character to do this thing but the mm-hmm. one time it comes up you want to be able to like have a chance at doing it so it's almost like i wish there was this there was this way to like go seek out a card from your collection. You know when the one time comes up that you mm-hmm. actually need it you know because like you know because you said it, it won you one game but like out of hundreds of games yeah i wish there was like a way to just like
2: there there is one there time is. if this card was a tactic
1: if this card was a tactic yep that's right that's right yeah then you could go you could go do it yeah
2: you'd stick to the plan oh man that'd be so good yeah that'd just like the so one cool. time you need yeah. it
1: you're like bang. I would feel better about it if you could engage if it defeated all enemies at your location. Cuz then it you really are saving the day mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, cuz it's everything engaged with you. So like it doesn't help you in the situation where you um have to engage things and then defeat them cuz remember you take a tax of opportunity from engaging unless you have the mm-hmm. trench knife, you know, then yeah, so it doesn't like completely help you there. So I guess
2: what I'm saying is it's not like the total silver bullet, you know, because that's what yeah, you need you'd yeah. like kind of need trench knife. And that's why like yeah. it worked in that one Zoe deck because that's oh, yeah, what yeah my buddy was trying to do with the deck mm-hmm. was engage a bunch of stuff and kill everything for me so that I could clear the way and investigate.
1: Yeah, and often enough um like in my multiplayer experiences, like you don't even need this. Like I see why this would be good in multiplayer, but at the same time, this is when you have teamwork because this, mm-hmm. this is when I think Arkham gets great in four players is when you go, "Okay, guys, the Mythos deck is stacked up against us. All right, if I do this and you do that and you do that and you do that and we we don't fail too many times, we're going to be okay. In my, like in, in my experience, the time when this card is good is also like the best Arkham times, you know, for getting out of it without mm-hmm. cards like this. You know what I mean? Like puzzling through them.
2: But yeah. I, I think kind of going back to man from Lang's point earlier is that mm-hmm. a lot of these cards feel like they were specifically designed for two player. Yeah. Because like, the seeker hell no they're not going to be able to defeat three enemies in three three actions that's that's not going to happen yeah but if the guardian can just blow them up and the seeker can get that last couple of clues or whatever so they can move on then yep cool
1: yeah it also assumes that this the guardian has no clues cuz remember when you defeat it you drop your clues yes. which um yeah so then the seeker has to pick them back up if you've got them so which uh. Might not be the end of the world. True, but it still it doesn't feel like the silver bullet, you know, that this wants to be.
0: How would you guys rate this one?
2: I'm gonna give it an elder thing because it has two skill icons.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm and there it, with you. I'll give it an elder thing for the two skill yeah, icons.
1: Yeah, I think um yeah, I'll agree because at this point, if you have a small card pool and it's zero XP, it has its two icons, and I think, I think a lot of players would default to just putting in another kind of mediocre asset and i think there are a lot of mediocre assets that i would rather put in the deck than that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there, are, there are a lot you could do a lot worse than like a generic two two combat icon card yeah, so I, yeah I totally i'll also give it another thing
2: like okay it's, it's not a card that you really feel great about but at least it does what it has on the two skill like so like you, yeah. you get that out of it and then in the like one out of a million games where actually need that ability oh man mm-hmm. is great i do wish it blew
1: up everything at the location because then it becomes the real silver bullet, oh come but that's on okay. yeah
2: come on man that's okay that's okay it's
0: okay okay maybe if they <laughs> had given it the tactic trait that would have been
2: yeah if i that's the one thing i would be
0: maybe spirit him. and tactic
2: yeah uh, I mean i know go. why they
0: gave it spirit because you know calvin was probably thought of at the the time and they knew okay this is going to give you physical trauma Calvin likes that so Mm -hmm. we should give it the spirit trait but tactic I think would have definitely made it a little more appealing simply because you can stack it on stick to the plan and then Mm -hmm.
1: right just put it aside never have to draw it yeah Mm -hmm.
0: it's like worst case oh you know I'm I'm Mark I've you know I'm I'm gonna go down I don't want to take the mental trauma
1: Yeah, although, downside, if you put it it on Stick to the Plan, you can't use the icons.
0: That's true. That's true. Plus, uh,
1: Dynamite Blast goes on Stick to the Plan. That's what you do.
0: So, uh, Elder Things all round for uh, I'll See You in Hell. That's going to do it for part one of our look at the uh, Guardian cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. Let me know in the comments down below uh, what you think. Any final thoughts on uh, on this batch?
2: I think overall, it's a pretty solid batch i think you know 32 cults pretty good Entrench knife does a thing i guess it's interesting okay like i think for mark these are pretty necessary cards for your level zero deck yeah i see what's going on there it's interesting
1: to like the the uh, trip we've done we've gone down like inside the paradigm of mark and daisy I think that's been an interesting journey, and like looking at these cards from that very spe- like hyper specialized paradigm. Um, yeah, and whether you play that way, that's up to you. But if you and if you do play that way, I, we 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 understand how these cards fit into that.
0: Yeah, fifty percent ain't bad. Thirty-two <laughs> cold is good. True grit is good. Never played yeah. the trench knife, and never played I'll see you in hell. So.
1: Well, you can't. You're solo. Like. Yep.
0: Nope. So, well, you can for the icons, and yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you know, if I was playing, you know, a deck I randomly created on Arkham DB, and I got "I'll see you in hell," I'd be like, well, it's actually better than quite Random a few asset, of the other number, crappy number cards that the the program uh, could have given you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd I'll much rather have knife. two. Yeah, two, I'd much rather have the two icons than say a blackjack or something else. Which always seems to be one of the random cards you get somehow. so
1: at hundred percent of the time it randomly chooses blackjack is what you're saying,
0: yeah, it seems to <laughs> at least in the decks I generate the,
1: <laughs> yeah, I always
0: I seem hate. to get a trench knife or a blackjack. so
1: in fact, i'm gonna I'm gonna call you on this. I'm going to generate a random deck right now All going right. To Mark Harrigan. I'm gonna auto-generate one right now, and let's see what happens. Okay. I got two survival knives, but I didn't get blackjack. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but survival survival
0: knife is kind of like the trench knife blackjack of the forgotten age.
2: (laughs) What did you say, Nate? So did but did you just do it with the three sets?
1: All right, hold on. That takes like effort. All right, hold up. Core Dunwich. Carcosa, and the Mythos Packs. That's right, kids.
2: Mythos Packs?
1: You used to have Mythos Packs. I mean, if you want to, like, create some... If you want to ask about some mental trauma, talk about the, the, the great Phantom of Truth shortage. That... That was some trauma right there. All right, here we go. Got Blackjack. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yep, compliant to the sets, got it. Yep. Yep. And... Wait a minute. And I got two survival knives. Wait, what?
0: (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.